fellow Zeros, thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that brought that tall man some flowers. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three other agents to talk to you about Men in Black. We've got Corey. Podcast that needs to tell you something about your skills. As of now, they mean precisely dick. Frank? The podcast that makes this look good. <laughs> and sequel. The podcast that's looking for a cat. It's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> you did that very well. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's bet was the podcast that feels like it's going to break this damn thing. And the honorable mention of the day was the podcast where freeze means stop. Before we get into movie coverage, got a couple things to do. Even before we do what we've been watching, uh, we have iTunes reviews. Not one, but two. What? I know. Do we know these people? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> The first one is Corey has a gun to my head. So I'm assuming Corey was the person. I hope Corey knows this person. <laughs> I mean, wait, that was what it was called. The title of the review is Corey has a gun to my head by Shemp001, and it says I'm not biased, but this fucking rocks. <laughs> That's my cousin Gabe. Look at my cousin Dave. Uh, but I did not have a gun to his head. That's good. That's good. Keep, stick to that story. <laughs> I mean, I was, was going to say, did you go into the future to a catacomb and then like flip the role? Oh my god, a little bit. Maybe that's what. I, maybe. So thanks, cousin Dave, or Shemp. <laughs> and the other review is long, so strap in. It's entitled Two Gauntlets" by Ghost Near a Shell. Two gauntlets by who? Ghost near a shell. Ghost near a shell. Yeah. You're about to hear a lot of voices in the awesome podcast. Here's a simple guide for a first-timer. Joe is Cap. He keeps the show on the rails. Despite the chaos, he herds these cats into making a cohesive show. Corey is Ant-Man. Because of all the ZTH boys, he is the adorably nerdiest, and I wouldn't put it past him to have actually invented a shrinking serum. Frank is Hawkeye, because even though he is the least chatty of the bunch, he is just biding his time setting up a joke like a goddamn sniper. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking true! Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm sorry, go. I'm actually nervous. <laughs> no, you're fine. Sequel is obviously Black Widow because of his oozing sexuality. Oh! <laughs> what? Hey, nice titties. Uh. <laughs> and Matt is the Hulk, a force of nature controlled only by self-censorship and the amount of beers consumed during the episode. <laughs> Man or monster, who's to say? It's like this guy's with us every two months. <laughs> <laughs> he, he must actually be Ant-Man and just like hang on the wall watching us do our thing. Is he like an upstairs neighbor or something? What's happening? Uh, this group puts out a great show. Try it. You'll like it. Thank you very much for those incredibly, hauntingly accurate words. <laughs> that is hauntingly accurate. That is a good way of saying that. And beautiful. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ghost near a shell. <laughs> you and Mr. Arkham are going to have to fight it out for number one fan, though. Mr. I'm lying. Funny you should say that. We have an email, and it's from... Mr. Arkham. Mr. Yes. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. This is the greatest day ever. Where is Matt? Mr. Arkham writes, Dear Zeros, I am Mr. Arkham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing to support... To report some fuckery. Next level Apple fuckery. I was at a social gathering and I found a phone. It was unlocked. My very first thought was to leave a pithy and clever five-star review of your show. I wrote one quickly while stealing sidelong glances for anyone patting their pockets or looking in between couch cushions. 
I completed the review and hit send. The phone then asked me for a nickname under which to post. I made one up and then hit send. Then I hit it again as I looked around the room, just waiting for someone to yell, Hey, what the fuck are you doing with my phone? If you are sending dick pics, I will literally murder you. I hit the fuck out of send until nerves overtook. I reluctantly tapped cancel and felt gypped. It was a good review. I didn't want to lose it, so I sent it to myself before setting the phone down and walking away. Flash forward to last Friday. I was at a brewery, and a friend of a friend stepped outside for a smoke. I snatched her phone off the table and clicked the podcast icon. I reposted my sweet review and hit send. Mother of fucks. The same thing happened. (laughs) I entered a nickname and hit send until my rage was displaced with confusion. What is happening? Do the DC gods hate your show and curse all the iPhones I politely stole? Either way, it sparked a damn quest. I'm writing now because I fucking did it. Unattended laptop equals five-star review for ZTH. Hopefully this doesn't strip the shine off the new iTunes review, but gives it a meta-narrative. It's not just a review. It's a victory. (laughs) Mr. Urkel. Well, Mr. Urkel, Apple reviews take, like, a week to actually process. So, so we might get like three. Yeah, and <laughs> that's the same one. Yeah, that's fine. Unless ghosts near a shell, ghosts near a shell could be a hijacked. I'm assuming that machine. was him. Yeah. So he's competing with himself for best man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Either way, I'm gonna have to buy Mr. Urkel a drink next time I'm in uh, what, what is it? Kansas City. Kansas City. That's Bennett. We don't know where Mr. Urkel's from. Damn it. The mystery continues. Thank you for for staying steadfast in your quest, Mr. Erkum. We appreciate it. And thank you, everyone else, for reviews in the future. And now, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, Sequel, what have you been watching? I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and I followed it up with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Good call. Solid. Great movies. Which one do you think is better? Bogus Journey is more quotable. Excellent Adventure is a better movie. Got it. Although, I didn't realize, and I feel like an idiot, that my favorite line from Bogus Journey is also an excellent adventure. Prepare the Iron Maiden, execute mm-hmm. them. Hey Frank, what have you been watching? I'm all caught up on Rick and Morty. Nice. That's basically it. Short and sweet. Yeah. Hey Corey. Yeah? Let me know what you've been watching. So, I was on vacation the last week, so I didn't watch a ton of TV down there, but the last two days I've been off from work, so I've been just watching Netflix. I'm about halfway through The Defenders. And about halfway through a true crime documentary called The Keepers. Uh, the Defenders is is pretty good. I'm going to hold out my judgments till it's over. So far, the one thing I can say that's a big upside is that the Danny Rand action sequences are much better. Beyond that, I, I'm, I'm still up in the air about the story. Uh, and The Keepers is interesting. It's about a nun that got murdered. It's still an unsolved murder. It just exposes a lot of problems with the church. It's super interesting. If you want Netflix, is it? Yep, Netflix. It's like eight episodes. I watched the true crime documentary, forgot about it. You'll like it. Um, you might have seen it already, actually. The snake. It's like... <laughs> the man in the snake. It's, uh, I, I was found, waiting for that. I found it on YouTube. Um, it's about ten years old. Dear Zachary? Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Alright. So it's this guy, he gets murdered in cold blood by an, an ex-girlfriend who flees to Canada because she's a Canadian citizen. And she's pregnant with his child. Ooh. And Canada doesn't want to extradite a pregnant woman back to the U.S. to face a murder charge. So they're, like, delaying it. So the guy that got killed, his parents want a relationship with their grandkid. So they have to move to Canada and try to get custody. In order to see their kid, have to develop a relationship with the woman that killed their son. Very interesting stuff. Very sad. 
makes you angry at times. Is this on YouTube? It, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was nominated for Best Documentary at the Academy Awards. Holy shit. I might be mistaken on that. But you, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Oh. Dear Zachary. Adding that to the queue? Definitely. I've also been watching The Defenders. I'm like five episodes in. I think that's actually where I'm at. Okay, cool. And? It starts slow. It does. But once I got to episode three and four, I really enjoyed those. So I'm hoping it continues that way and doesn't go back to being okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I'm on five or six now that I think about it. And I also started watching another Netflix show. It's called Atypical. It's about an autistic guy who wants to date. Oh, I saw something like a preview for that. It's actually surprisingly it entertaining. It's really good. Yeah. It's funny. Is that um, Netflix? Yeah, it's Netflix original. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we've been watching. I'm going to give you the movie facts for Men in Black, and then we'll do general thoughts. Men in Black was given to us in 1997. It's rated PG-13. It's one hour and 38 minutes long. Its director's name is Barry Sonnenfeld, who gave us The Addams Family, Addams Family Values, Get Shorty, Wild Wild West, Big Trouble, Men in Black 2 and 3, and RV. Hmm. That was his last movie. Wild Wild West. So far. RV came out after Men in Black 3. I don't remember the order. Right. It's possible. It's 50-50. <laughs> the movie stars Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, Linda Fiorentino, Vincent D'Onofrio, Rip Torn, and Tony Shalhoub. Although it doesn't really star Tony Shalhoub, I guess. <laughs> uh, the budget for the movie was $90 million, which I imagine 97 was a well, lot of money. Pretty chunk it's of change. a lot now, but... And it grossed $589 million. Two hundred fifty million of that was domestic, so it did pretty well. About six times the budget there. The scores. Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at a ninety-two percent, certified fresh. It's actually weird the audience discrepancy because the audience has this at a seventy-nine percent. Hmm. That's like significantly lower, and I'm surprised. Uh, IMDb has this movie at seven point three out of ten, and Metacritic coming in at seventy-one with a user score of eight point seven. That's all I have for the basic movie facts, so let's get into our general thoughts now. And I'm going to say, hey Frank, what did you think of the movie? I saw this movie as a kid, and I remember enjoying it. Today, as an adult, I actually still enjoy it. I've just seen it so many times. And uh, I guess I've seen the second one so many times, because what I thought happened in the movie kind of like together. blended together. And when I watched it again, I was like... Huh, that actually didn't happen at all. <laughs> I don't remember Johnny Knoxville not being in this movie. <laughs> uh, so, it's a good movie. Corey. As a kid, I loved this movie. And as an adult, I found the movie entertaining. From a critical standpoint, I think it has some pretty fundamental story problems. It doesn't necessarily take away from the movie. It's still entertaining to watch. And if you just brush them aside, like, this is stupid, whatever. We're talking about fucking aliens. Then it's fine, but there are definitely some plot some plot things that are problematic. A sequel. What do you got? I saw this movie in theaters when I was nine years old. Perfect summer blockbuster movie. It's a lot of fun. I don't take it too seriously. From a critical standpoint, I really don't have a lot of problems with it at all, actually. I think the jokes are funny. They hit. They hold up. The action's fine. i definitely seen... Two and three way more than I've seen the original. Hmm. Yeah, so it, I was. I'm expect- sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't especially know. Especially three. I have yet to see three. I don't think I've seen three. I've definitely seen three, and it's. Not- I've seen three a couple times. I thought three was fun. Also, we'll get to that on another show. But uh, yeah. no, no, I, I like I like Men in Black. 
Do they make Men in Black 27? I'll, I'll go see it. <laughs> this is your Fast and Furious? Sure. Apparently the Jump Street movies are in the same universe. Yes, they're going to cross over. Okay. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's insanity! Let it happen. Just let it happen. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Can't do much about it now. But yeah, guys, uh, this movie holds up pretty well. I watched this movie, I've seen this movie probably upwards of ten times, because I'm sure I, I had a VHS copy of it, I'm sure I wore it out as a kid. I used to always watch the music video at the end for the theme song. Oh, it's so good. Did you dance to it? Of course I did. <laughs> I don't remember any of the moves, but I did then. There are a couple of things in the movie that are kind of dumb, looking back now as an adult, but this movie holds up really well. There are a bunch of lines in there that I never caught as a kid, and now I caught viewing this as an adult, and I'm like... That was well played. That's a good one. So overall, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I had a surprising amount of fun revisiting it. And from here on out, if you haven't seen Men in Black, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> See Men in Black. So we're going to spoil it from here on out, and we're going to do it now. The graphics hold up surprisingly well. <laughs> take, I, it, take it away, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, they really do. I agree with you. Yeah. There's this one scene towards the end of the movie where I think it's like that's a really obvious green screen moment that I don't care for but everything else holds up really well when the spaceship's crashing and coming out yep that's it it's the only time I'm like yes. clearly green screen but the actual mega cockroach after it like pops out of the skin looks really good like you can tell it's computer animated sure but it looks pretty solid yeah no it really does not bad yeah not bad for today yeah. in some movies I've seen <laughs> for real when was Constantine like 2002 2005 oh that does not hold up at all. This exactly. is so much better than that. I like that that's our gold standard for... <laughs> is it better than Constantine? <laughs> it has to be. Hard not to be. I don't think that movie looks that bad, but that's that's a discussion for a podcast we already had. <laughs> Did Mikey freak anyone out in when they were a kid? Mikey's Mikey. a blue alien that was like in the Mexican's body. I guess. Oh, in oh, the beginning. The first one? Okay. I love, the, as a kid, I vividly remember the eye flopping back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that part. So, yeah. It really punctuates the tone of this movie right out the gate. Because they're not going to pull any punches or hide any aliens from you. You know, it's all going to be right there. Not, you know. And I think that's that's big for me. Like, I, so often with these movies, they can kind of, like, hint and tiptoe around whatever has to be computer animated to reduce the amount of computer animation they have to do. But in this, they made no attempt at it. Right out the gate, first scene, you're getting an alien. And you're getting a lot of alien. Of course, he also gets, you know, vaporized, but... Into goo. Into goop. I was under- I didn't understand why he became aggressive when a not-agent saw him. Because, like, he was fine, and then there's another human there, and then he flips his shit and charges him. My wife brought up the same point. I think the agent seeing was fine because he knows them, but now he's, humans are seeing him in his actual form. Uh, so I, I think that's fair. Yes. And that's what he doesn't want. Plus, he's a he's a criminal anyway, right? Didn't they say he had a record yeah. and he wasn't allowed to travel? He wasn't supposed to be out of jail. He, right. was, a, he was an escapee. Yeah, so he was, a, he was a fugitive anyway. Tommy Lee Jones likes to track down them fugitives. <laughs> Thank God for Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Not, not in this great. movie, just He's in general. Great. Just in general, yeah. That yeah. Uh, was he a good Batman villain for you? Uh, yeah, no. ish. I don't even remember his performance in that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long, but I'm sure it's bad. Very over the top. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
one of two fun facts I have. Do you guys have any idea who the original person to play K was? No. Who turned it down? Clint Eastwood. Of course. Think about that. That would have been interesting. This movie would have been much worse. Well, would Will Smith be in the movie? I don't think they would have chemistry at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Would you guys like to know the other choices for Jay? Oh, yes. (laughs) Right on me. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. (laughs) Marlon Wayans. No, uh... Damon Wayans. Willem Dafoe. Any Wayans. No. Chris O'Donnell turned down the role because he found the role of a new recruit too similar to Dick Grayson, who he just played in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And David Schwimmer also turned down the part. Are there any... David Schwimmer would have been interesting. It would have been way different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally different. Because neither one of those guys are anything like Will Smith. No. And this is vintage Will Smith. This is where Will Smith is like, this is a movie star. This is Will Smith in his prime. (laughs) This is Will Smith really being Will Smith. Yeah. This is the second movie after Independence Day, or yeah, right. So I think this is the second feature film. Not sure. That sounds right. Fact checking. But this is the Will Smith that we all love. Mm -hmm. Like this is America's national treasure, right there. I love all of Will Smith in movies. He's had some shaky moments. I've actually never seen Wild Wild West. All I know is there's a giant metal spider. (laughs) Yes, there is. You know what? And don't, because I don't want to taint your vision of Will Smith. (laughs) Taint. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this was Will Smith's sixth movie. Wow. Sixth? Yeah. Where the Day Takes You, Made in America, Six Degrees of Separation, Bad Boys, and Independence Day. We're all before that. Alright, so third real movie. Yeah. Third starring role. He turned down the part for Neo to be in Wild Wild West. So. Yeah. Ooh. That would have been interesting. Bad choice. Movie. Well, that's the same director, so I guess they had a, they had a chemistry going. Mm-hmm. Anybody watch the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple episodes of it. I found the cartoon as a kid not funny at all. Yeah. It's too serious. I don't know if anyone it didn't last that way. No. The only episode I remember is they were underwater, and then they injected, I think, Jay with something that gave him gills. I remember that episode. It was so weird. <laughs> oh, man. I remember one episode where there's a hit out on Jay, and then Kay blows his nose into a handkerchief and then shows the snot to the alien that wants to kill Jay and then it hits off Jay it's on K now it was dumb I just don't remember it's very let's get back to the movie yeah sorry Um, (laughs) derailed but agreed dumb the first time we see Will Smith on screen cool scene terrible outfit terrible outfit he looks like an escaped convict (laughs) he looks like a guy who literally just broke out of prison. Why is an NYPD officer dressed like an escaped... Looks like he's wearing a blouse. Yeah. Like, that shirt is really weirdly... Anyway. Yeah. It, it's an orange... It's really baggy. It is so weird. Do you think they made him dress stupid? Because he wears three really dumb outfits. I don't remember the third one. Alright, so you got the one where he's running in the orange jumpsuit. Yeah. Yep. And then there's the black and yellow one when he comes back into the headquarters. The, j- the outfit he's wearing when he's taking the test. That bright red, red leather, like the pleather. Yeah. yeah the okay. Pleather yeah. So do you think they said, "All right, you're going to be wearing a black suit for like the majority of this. We're going to make you look bright and crazy." Maybe it was it like to ease people in from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? It does. It's super Will Smithy. Like it looks like there's stuff that he would wear on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So I think that may have been it. Like this is Will Smith. This is what Will Smith wears. And now he's no longer Will Smith. He's Jay, the Man in Black. The last suit you'll ever wear. 
the fact that he doesn't have a holster for his gun, he just puts it in his waistband. Oh, that's probably after he right. leaves. After he leaves Jeeves, I'm like, this man is a cop. <laughs> this guy is a cop. Like, not in the is, front, dude. Not in the front. Not in the front. Put it in a holster. What is happening? New York's finest. Wow. Yeah, New York's <laughs> finest right here. And he was the finest because they were all worse than him. Oh, that's true. Toxic Barris, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. All of my problems with this movie happen really early on. Because it's stuff like that that's silly. Another one of my problems is when Kay is explaining the job after the test. Like, after he goes through all the testing and whatnot. And he's like, oh, I'll give you till sunrise to think about it. And he's like... I hope it's the same one I have. If, at any point, there's 1,500 aliens on the planet Earth. Oh, no. He says, at any point in time, there's about 1,500 aliens on the planet Earth. That's not that many aliens, considering the technology that they have at their disposal. As soon as any alien dies, they should be, like, red-alerted. Like, whoa, an alien died. An alien prince died. That's not good. Like, it's a huge plot problem that two very important aliens die in the middle of New York, and they have no idea that it happens. Why they even die, though? They were just stabbed through the neck. That was it. But, like, they, their bodies weren't, like, affected at all. But it you don't really know. The, the neck could have had life support systems. That yeah, you don't for know, the like, rest of the vessel. Yeah, we don't, we yeah. don't know. Oxygen they breathe. Or, or you see yeah. The yeah. So, like, that's, that, that problem. I don't, I have less of a problem with, like, the one weird stab to the neck and they both die than I do with the fact that nobody knows that this alien royalty owning a jewelry store in Manhattan got killed it during lunch one day. Like, that's a bigger problem for me. But what is your problem with that scene? My problem was the fact that when I have a difficult life decision to make, I know I like to sit on the same park bench for 12 hours <laughs> and just weigh my options and not move. But remember, he did change. He sat there all night. In the same clothes, and then changed. Yep, yeah, he went back to the apartment <laughs> to get changed to go in. Yeah, I actually had the same problem with that, too. But my bigger problem was... Number sheer number of aliens. Well, I mean, since we talk about problems, I'll bring it back up. Music in this movie is great, just like the score. Danny Elfman, yes, making moves, just right. For, got me right from the beginning, right from the opening mm-hmm. scene. I'm like, this is good. I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> it's a long opening sequence. It I liked it though. Yeah, I didn't. Nice I didn't mind thing. this one. Usually, I don't like the long ones. This one was okay because at least something was sort of happening. You were trying to figure out what was going on. Right? Like, this, we're following this dragonfly. What does this dragonfly have to right. do with anything? It turns out nothing. Goddamn bugs. Oh, it's window. a bug. Yep. It's a bug. I get it now. <laughs> it's all coming together. God damn it. How did I miss that? <laughs> it's really fun seeing it as a kid, also. Like, I just, that scene always stuck out, like, as a kid. And then watching it, I brought it back some fond memories. Yeah. But that kind of sticks with you. I remember going to that movie as a kid and not knowing what it was about. Like, I pretty much, you know, you just went with your parents to the movies. I had no idea what I was, <laughs> was about to see. It was pretty... It's, it's a good time, though. Yeah. The movie's incredibly entertaining. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not taking anything away from that. It's just, you know, from a, from a sheer action standpoint, all the action sequences are fun. You're following, like, kind of like an investigation, but an investigation that you would be able to follow as a kid. The movie really is well-geared towards its audience, and is entertaining enough to keep adults interested. It kind of... I think this movie is made more for adults than it is for kids. At the end of the day, we just didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of the adults. She's pointing under the table. Yes. That's... 
Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> no. I need to drive. That's how I get down. <laughs> that, was al- that, that was almost my opening line. <laughs> That's, that would have been a good one. Also, is, is Sylvester Stallone an alien? Is he on yes. that screen? Yeah, he's on that screen. screen, right? Okay. I was bringing up that screen. Did, did you see who was next to him? No. Newt Gingrich. Oh. <laughs> it is Newt Gingrich and Sylvester Stallone. That's great. I spent the rest of that scene not listening to a word of it Try and just it. trying to figure it out because Michael Jackson's definitely on there. I just paused it. Michael Jackson's <laughs> on there? Yeah. Yes. Michael Jackson's on there. He's this in, he's in then, the second movie. Yeah, and then in the second movie, he has the cameo. I can be Agent M. I forgot that completely. <laughs> right. Yep. Wow. <laughs> How do we feel about Edgar as, like, the villain? Fine villain. He's good as a crazy alien. Yeah. Like, his performance is kind of weird and over the top, but considering what he is, it, it works. Yeah. Sugar water. <laughs> Sugar and water. <laughs> More. Your skin's hanging off your bones. More. That actually is another really dumb thing that they do in this movie. She doesn't take a second spoonful. It's one spoonful, and then she just proceeds to like, all right, I guess so. Usually when somebody says, more sugar, please, they don't mean to take the fucking thing and dump it in. Well, she stopped after she dumped a little bit more in there, and he's like, more. Yeah, but one, more. A second one, more. A third one. And then after that, more, that's when you start dumping it in. It's rule of three. Yeah, rule of three, guys. Come on. Well, did you see the place? She needs an interior decorator. Because, damn. <laughs> damn. There's some really good lines in this movie I never noticed. Like the twins' names. These are yeah. the twins. And Bob. What are they? And Bob. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> that one, that one I I never liked. picked up on that as a kid. I did. When I watched it, I just, I laughed. It's delivered well. Yeah, it is. Also, this that, movie does, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no you go ahead. That whole sequence is... Is really entertaining. Like going in and seeing like the like the explaining how he gets funded, the, how they're funded, like with the patents or whatever, and then going in and seeing all the things like the mini disc, which they tried to do before MP3 players came out. If anybody remembers, yes. Um, and then the stupid trope with the ball that just starts breaking everything. Oh my god! I remember rolling on the ground laughing at that scene. Why is it funny? I have no idea, but it is hysterical. Because of New York City blackout in 1977. Yeah. And again, that's like a little pass-away line. It has clearly happened before because half the people, um, three-quarters of the people in that office just move their heads slightly <laughs> right. and let it go shoot by them. They, they're, just, they're like ready for it. They're like, yep, here it comes. They're like, every so goddamn fine. rookie does this. And that's where they keep it, though. Yeah, not in a cage. Not in, they're asking for it. They know what they're getting themselves into. They go about their 37-hour yeah. day. Did the math on that. Did the math on that. It doesn't say a 37-hour work day. It's a 37-hour day day. Right. So technically speaking they only need to be working for a third of the day which is about 12 hours. It's not that long. Will Smith should not be having an issue here. He's a cop. They work 24 hour shifts. 37 hour day. You'll get used to it after a couple months. Or you'll have a psychotic episode. They don't hold anything back. There's a, there's a substantial amount of like exposition in the movie happening throughout the course of this movie. Go ahead. I actually had the reverse point to that. I think this movie does a good job of letting you know what you need to know and not ex- over-explaining everything. Because there are lots of things that go on, like like the scanner that he picks the dirt or not. What are other colors than green? I don't know what they mean. It doesn't matter. That's true. It's stuff like that, and it's just like... They give you relevant details, but it's good to that. Because for sci-fi, things are just weird. Yeah. You're dealing with aliens, so I accept things. It's like, they understand what's going on, it's good enough for me. Fair enough, fair enough. I just think that, like... You could have let the neuralizer do its thing and, like, maybe even made that be the big reveal at the end. 
like, more specifically how it works or what it does. But right out of the gate, you know that that thing will erase your memory. Like, you can assume watching... The number of times you have to use that in the movie, though, you kind of need to... He uses it ri- a ridiculous amount of times. That's what I'm saying. Like, you need to understand what it does, because he's using it 20 times in the movie. But that's the point, right? Like, you can infer, based off of the fact that every time he red flashes somebody, they forget what happens, that that's what it does. And then that's also fair. Like, and then just dole out the information. What does that thing do? Uh, it's it's just something to fog people's memory. Well, what it, what did you just do? Well, it, it works with the neural... Like, you know, like, you could dole out the information. Like, the first thing he says but the to the cops... the toy. The <laughs> toy neuralizer. I had one. It I did not work. One. No. I, I had one. Had. It was called a disposable camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need one, just like... Flash. They need one for, like, everybody in Shea Stadium, though. Because they saw the ship line. That's over. true. Or really just What's the one outfielder saw it. Bernard Gilkey, I think. Is either Bernard Gilkey yes. or the Tusky. Gilkey? Yeah. yeah. That's important. I mean, whenever there's a sports scene in a non-sports movie, I always pick up on that. To your point, though, he has to explain it because he has that really dry delivery that's super scientific y mm-hmm. which he does throughout the whole movie, so it fits his character well. It does. It does fit the character well. No, I don't have anything to... Like, you're absolutely right. It just seems like it happened, like, at every turn, like, it, he did it. Even when they explain things, it's confusing, because, like, at the end, he's teaching Jay how to neuralize him. He's like, days... Months, years. But what do those mean? Does that mean how much you forget? How long it takes you to recover? How do you change them? What is... Just well, press the button that says years and then hope for the best? Well, you see him turning the no- knobs. Yeah. You know it turns, and I think it's just you erase however long... Like, so you only needed to erase Morg Woman, like, her last, like, three hours. He just said the three hours, and boo! Did no. he tell Kay? I mean, did he tell Jay how far back to go? No. No, he said it for him. Okay. Because uh, uh, yeah. he pulled it out, he right. starts setting it, and then he turns like days, months, a year, always pointed away. This is yours now. And pointed away from you. But one day, but one day on the job training, that's it. You're on your own. It was two days. Is it? Yeah. Two. They made a, there was there's a line about it being the first two days or whatever. Okay. Yeah, not bad for your first two days. I take it back. Plenty of time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Forty-eight hours. Never mind. We're good. Well, think about what he's 70, done in this. Uh, oh yeah, seventy-four hours. That's true, it's basically three days. <laughs> and think about what he's done over the course of those three days. He's delivered an alien octopus baby. He's... Best scene. Is it? It's a waste, but I love it. What? Is that your favorite scene? The squid scene. The squid <laughs> baby. You, what, what about it? It's my favorite scene. It's your favorite it's scene? He loves it. Yeah, I love that little guy. I have a couple of favorite Puke scenes. Puke in my face. Well, the whole, the whole sequence is great. As soon as, like, Kay moves him away... It's like, you can handle this, Jay. And then he gets and, like, like, he sucked gets, into the car. Yeah. And, like, is he going to be okay? Yeah, he, he does this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that is a really good scene. What's your favorite scene, sequel? I have two. First one, he's taking the test, and he's in the pod. It's so awkward. It's so funny. Everyone else is struggling with it, but they're trying to act cool. And when he drags the table over, I lose it every single time. Seeing that scene 30 times, I love it. And even when he's uh, shooting... And he shoots the little girl. Yeah, the whole exam part is great. Yeah, with, with the quantum physics book, too. Like, that's, that's something. That's wrong. <laughs> I think, top to bottom, that that was literally what they were testing. Yes, on. I think so, too. Problem-solving skills? Yeah. And... It's creative the, analysis of the yeah. situation, yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, when you look at the aliens that they show us, none of them look like not people. Yeah. 
That is like that cockroach easily could have been like stolen the body of like a six year old girl. Yeah, no, I, I like that scene a lot. And um, the other scene I like is uh, the actor that's also in Arrested Development, David Cross. Yes, yeah. when I the guy said he's looking for a cat's very dear friend of mine, and he needs all this documentation to proof that he like knows the cat. I I think I can get that. It's the way he rattles it off. Yeah, like it's a totally normal thing. Yeah. He's also in part two. And his role in part two is much more serious. Um, Makes me think he didn't get neuralized. No, he definitely got neuralized. Everyone gets neuralized at the end of the day. But what I'm saying is if he's stuck to the ceiling and they just don't notice him, because he says like he's had like all these alien experiences. If he had all the alien experiences and the men in black knew about, about it, he would have gotten neuralized. Hello, gentlemen. See any aliens lately? The yeah, director was actually going to cast himself in that role for this movie, but then he cast David Cross because he had better comic timing, which makes sense because yes. he's David a comedic Cross actor. Comedian, yeah. Joe, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is Jay shooting a noisy cricket in the city because mm. <laughs> he's just blowing holes and. Sh- <laughs> That's true. It also has like one of like the nice dramatic tonal changes, like when he like Will Smith gets all like serious cop on on him. Like I don't know if you realize, but Earth is about to end, and like the old wise K like shuts him down. Like, it's a nice tonal change. Because everything's funny. Like, even that scene is funny. Every time he pulls the trigger on this tiny little piece of shit gun, he gets flown Midget 40 cricket. feet in the air. This is not a piece of shit gun. That gun is... Weapon of mass yeah, destruction. Clearly. Destroying. Why is that the training truck? Gun? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the atomizer would not have been nearly as dangerous as the right? mini cricket. <laughs> But that's the point, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Like, the, he does the comedy. He's the comedy of it. That's the comedy of it. And then it, there's that huge tonal change where he's like, we don't discharge our gun in public. Like, it's it, it, it it's a nice balance. That like, would have been a good in, piece of information before we went out <laughs> into the field, okay? <laughs> yeah, true. He ain't going nowhere. We got his ship. And my favorite scene is... Hey, Corey, what's your favorite scene? Yeah. My favorite scene is all, all of the... Uh, from... The tr- uh, God, not quite the test. Right after that, when he goes in and actually gets all of the his documents erased, and he's putting the suit on that little montage up to like you know when they're talking about the thing that caused the New York blackout. I love all that shit. It was a cool sequence of events. You get to see a lot of different aliens that are coming through customs. It feels like an airport. It's any fruits or vegetables? That gross potato looking thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Ugh. You're not paying attention. You don't realize how important that guy actually is. Apparently, they come down in their fake human suits. I guess if you want to get a jump on things, that makes sense. I'm going to tell you guys my least favorite scene, and then we'll go from there. Go Ooh, for it. Not? I wrote down two options. I think it's going to be Bug Edgar trying to look inconspicuous in the truck, because <laughs> it's just over the top and it looks really uncomfortable as he's trying to just rest his head in his hand. It's like he doesn't understand how to drive the meat, the meat suit yeah. that he put on. Like That's really what it comes down to. Or the end scene with uh, Jay and L, where he's like, oh, Dennis Rodman's an alien. Somebody wants floor seats. And I'm like, this is dumb. She said that out loud. Yeah. Too. I don't, I don't love that scene. Nobody pays attention to what other people in New York City say mm. to one another. No one else is even around, which is mm. bullshit to begin with. Yeah. New York City. <laughs> yeah. That's more bullshit. Does she come back? No. She doesn't, right? No. She does. I don't She's like in the Elle. animated series. She is. Yes. She's in the cartoon. I don't like L. I don't like her character. She kind of bothered me. I guarantee you someone that watched it likes her. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Looking at the wrong pipe. Looking at you, Hulk. <laughs> Frankly, I think the bigger problem with that scene is the fact that he's wearing a different suit. 
Like he got the Men in Black to change their rules and what he was he allowed got to wear. He got new sunglasses. He got new sunglasses. He looks like a it. yeah. He looks like a priest. Like what the fuck is happening? It's like in Fresh Prince where he turns his jacket inside out. Yeah, and then and then what happens at the start of the second movie? He's right back in the regular Men in Black suit. He must have gotten like reprimanded. Yeah, reprimanded. So. They're like, you get the old suit back. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> Zed was pissed when he showed up to work that day. My least favorite scene is when um, Will Smith is explaining um, to Kay like, what he did when he was inside the cockroach. Because they're all just covered in slime. They're just sitting there telling me what I've already just watched. I actually really and, like that. But the only, re- the only reason it serves a purpose is so that Elle can shoot the top half. I guess. I think it's funny, though. It's, I'm not saying it isn't funny. I'm and just saying... And she kicked me. It, it hurt, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> It's Will Smith. Yeah. It's definitely very Will Smith it's, to be it's like. Really Will Smith. You know, I was getting my ass kicked, but you're not going to know that because you were inside. He's going to spit it. Yeah, but that's the closing to a thing I don't like about the movie. Least favorite scene for me, pretty nitpicky. It's a throwaway scene, but when Kay is on the computer looking up his wife, mm. he's the stupid enhancements. He's clearly looking at nothing. Like just Tommy Jones is looking at a nothingness. <laughs> Googler and. The director's telling him just play on the keyboard because he's like all over the place with his hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it really bothered me. I'm like, just make him like actually type something. <laughs> I don't know. That's that was my nitpicky thing with the movie. So I just, fingers do like this really weird yeah, thing yeah, on like the number pad. The weird sides of the co- keyboard, and you can't see me at home. It was '97. Tommy Jones doesn't need to know how. He's he doesn't know how to work a computer. Like, click, 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 click. Like he's just obviously not typing anything, not looking at anything. I could, it could have been done better. That's great. Miley's favorite scene was probably when Edgar's truck was getting towed. And he whips out the shotgun on the tow truck guy. And the tow truck guy's like, please. And he pulls out like a gun, but then sticks it back. The shotgun's pointed at you. You should be like, no. Fuck off. That's actually a good point. That's a great point. He, he shoots him right off screen, though. Mm-hmm. Because he's walking back. Because you hear a gunshot. Yeah. And he's walking back with, like, the comically long Joker gun from the original Batman movie. What's this movie rated? PG-13. Yeah. Okay. Probably can't have a cold-blooded murder shown no. on screen. Uh, yeah, but you can have a man that's clearly murdered because he got bent in half and put into a <laughs> yeah. shelving unit. <laughs> I was just gonna but say. But there's no but blood. There's no blood in the soft screen. You don't see him get bent in half and yeah. put in there. He's just under the counter. What about the stab through the neck? No blood. No blood. And, and they're, no aliens. they're aliens. They're aliens. There's a little man in his face. Non-human death is fine. Right. And that, that doesn't even come then. We see him die in the morgue. Little adorable alien. I like that part, too. Which also makes Will Smith look like a complete idiot. <laughs> when he sticks his hand inside of a body and doesn't notice oh, that there's yeah. nothing in there. Tell me what you feel. Uh, I mean, he wanted to get his hand out of there as quick right as up. possible. I get that, but I feel like even an untrained person, like my, if I was to walk into a morgue and the mortician was like, put your hand in here, find the... Like, reach around until you find the lungs. I'd be like, do you work here? (laughs) (laughs) True. But my point is, I feel like I would put my hand in, and I would bump up against something. If you're bumping up against nothing, you have to notice that's a little awkward, right? What kind of doctor are you? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're intact. Somewhere else. They're all there. (laughs) There are no pieces. Wherever they are, they're whole. (laughs) They also didn't do the actual, like, autopsy cut, which is like the Y incision on the chest. She just like he cuts open a door on his ribs and pops like flips it open. 
Stuck a handle on there. <laughs> Just in case I have to come back in later. She's not the best mortician. Well, probably not because she keeps having her memory wiped away. Will Smith had it right on, man. But she needs you to. Half her medical training is getting flashed, neuralized away. How many times you flashy thing her? A few. A few. Have you ever flashy thinged me? No. Seriously, okay. Have you ever flashy thinged me? No. Good stuff. I'm a little intrigued as to why they even bothered flashy thinking him in the first place, though. Um, well, because they wanted to give him the card and have him, I don't know, it was important that he forgot what he saw, yeah. Is it important? Wouldn't it make, wouldn't it be more important that he knows that something weird is happening and that he might become a part of it? Also, if it doesn't work, or not if it doesn't work, but if he gives him the card and he doesn't show up, he still remembers what happened. That's true. So, I think that's why he did it. But if you you neuralize him, and then when he comes back you give him the card, are you... you black out one night, and you wake up with a card that just says three letters on the front and then an address on the back. You going? You going there? If a nice man who had egg rolls with me tells me to go, first I'm he checking. made you buy the egg rolls. I, I didn't say he bought them. First, I'm checking to make sure that I don't have any like cuts around my belly. Yeah, right. And yeah, like, no or on my or back, or where my kidneys are. Right. And then maybe I'll consider it. But then I'm going to go with that shit. You couldn't. It was 97. 97, right? No Google Maps. He's a real New Yorker. He found that regular what, style. What everyone else think of Elle? Do we like her? Not like her? She I didn't. I think like she her. was fine. I don't like that she's an agent at the end. I think I, her character was fine. Yeah, she was fine up until the end. I didn't need her to be her new partner. It's like such a ridiculous throwaway line because she's in the movie for 15 seconds. As an agent, anyway, she's in the movie for like 15 seconds, so it doesn't bother me. Um,. I'm a little more concerned about MIB's recruitment methods more than anything else. It's like, you've been around aliens enough times, well, might as well let you in. You're pulling all of, like, these, like, Navy SEALs and Marines and, like, the best in, like, their field, like, in their respective military groups. Just gonna pull some mortician off the street who's been around aliens a bunch of times. Okay. Sure. We're here because we're the best of the best, sir. He has no idea why he's here. That's very funny. Man. None of y'all are laughing. It's <laughs> alright, whatever. I love that scene. And he breaks his pencil and he's holding it yeah. up a broken. It's so <laughs> awkward. No, right? Right. It just adds to it. Yeah. The table makes the most excruciating noise ever. Oh, yeah. Y'all want to get on this? No? Because right. that's the other thing, right? Like, there's no way he did better on it, on those tests than anybody else did. I don't. Yeah, I guess what was written on the test was bullshit. They just wanted to see how they were going to take the test. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a problem it's solver. It's all, about, it's all about how they problem solve. Yep. The test was rigged from the get-go. They just wanted to make sure that he was going to be good for the job. Not that the other guys could possibly be... I wonder what he would have had to done to not get chosen. What the other guys did. Yeah, the right, the, the Shoot quote, the quote right thing. Yeah. Have you, you, got, all right, you two haven't seen part three, but you've seen part three. Mm-hmm. So you figure out why he gets chosen in part three, right? It, can, it all comes full circle. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Monday we'll watch it. Yeah, well, looking forward to seeing that finally. Well, I mean, that is one of the good things about this series, is that it is... It doesn't leave any threads dangling, really. Everything gets kind of tied up in a neat bow. And anything that does get left kind of gets picked up the next time around. So. Do we have anything else? Should we get on to rating it? Sure. Uh, so, if you've never tuned in to Zero's Talking Heroes before, we rate each movie that we review using a number of Infinity Stones. From one to six, 
One is the lowest score, six is the highest score. If you give it six stones, you can also give it a gauntlet. I'll go first. I'll let you go. Whoa. Whoa. I know. I might Some, leave. Sometimes this happens. <laughs> Robot in the room. Has never happened before? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Once or twice. Was I there? No. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who can who can tell? We've done this like 66 times now. Like I said at the top, I really enjoyed this movie. I came out of my room after watching it. I was like, damn, that movie's still really good. So I'm going to give this movie five stones, because I think it's real good, and I have very few problems with it even now. Was it 20 years later? So good on you, Men in Black. Keep on keeping on. It's a shame you got worse as the series goes on. Corey, you're up. I definitely have some problems with this movie, story-wise. I think it's silly that there's only 1,500 aliens on the planet. You know, Will Smith sits on the same bench, then goes home to change, then then go back to Battery Park. Stupid little things like that. They're really nitpicky. They're really grapey. But from a sheer entertainment standpoint, this movie is so much fun to watch. Um, The graphics hold up surprisingly well. The acting is great. The chemistry between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones... All things that make this movie really, really good. This gets five stones. Hey, Frank, what do you got? At first, I didn't really want to watch this movie again. But I'm glad I did, because I think the second movie, since they blended together in my memory, really tainted what I had remembered about the movie. But none of those things happened. So um, I'm going to say that this movie should get four and a half stones. Uh, It holds up very well. The acting's great, and it's funny. Sequel, round us out. I'm going to give this movie five stones. It's one of those movies that's fun for kids, fun for adults. Kids sequel liked it. Adult sequel liked it. <laughs> uh, the acting is, is well. It's vintage Will Smith. As you guys said, great chemistry of Tommy Lee Jones. This could have very well been a buddy cop movie, but it's not a buddy cop movie. It's more than that. Um, I, the graphics hold up well. Uh, I like the Bernard Gilkey scene. A lot, of, a lot of things you see as a kid stick with you. And, I, yeah, I'm glad we watched it. Five Stones seems very appropriate for this movie. Also, on uh, one of the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, not Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the box office mojo categories, it is in the buddy comedy category. I think it's, like, number one. Really? As far as, like, gross money. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. This movie is everything R.I.P.D. tried to be. I didn't see R.I.P.D. I haven't seen that yet. I'm, I'm waiting for the episode at this point. Probably should. The, the movies are very, very similar, and Men in Black is just so much better. From a comic book standpoint, I was surprised that this movie's based on a comic book. I didn't know that. A very thought, small, short series comic yeah, book. It's way darker than this movie. I thought the comic came out after the movie, because we've done movies like that before. Predator. Warriors. Warriors. There's, a, there's at least one more, too. Mad Max. Mad Max. John Wick. John Wick. John Wick. But to see that in the opening credits based on a Marvel on the Marvel comic, I was like, wow, I didn't see that. The whole series is only... I think it's like nine issues. Something like that. Maybe ten. I think it's three, three, and yeah. four. It's a... Yeah, and they deal with all supernatural, not just aliens. Yeah. It's a much more darker-toned show. Or comic, rather. Hmm. So but yeah, I expected the same thing. I did, I did the exact same research, trying to see when the comic book came out compared to when the movie came out. And it, yeah, I was surprised by that. And those are our thoughts on Men in Black. If you'd like to let us know how much you also enjoy Men in Black, or if you hate Men in Black, just to be different, you can send us an email over on to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you see aliens, take a picture and send it to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. You'll get flagged, though. Be careful. I'm going to try to do this. Um, you can search for Zero's Talking Heroes in 
Facebook.com in the search. Zeros and Heroes both have E's, if you didn't know that. Two of them. Two of them, right? I quote Matt from last episode, two E's, dick. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) You could also go to Facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast. Nailed it. And also, check us out on iTunes like the two people did today. Give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. We love reading those, or I love reading them. But yeah, please leave us a rating. If you want to leave a review with that, we'll obviously read it, like I said. And if you don't want to go on iTunes, you can't be bothered, just tell someone about the show. Be like, hey, I listen to this podcast, Heroes Talking Heroes. It's pretty entertaining. Check out a movie that you know, because it works best if you know the movie. Although, we're hilarious all the time, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I said it. He's standing by it, goddammit. Don't make me regret my words. Say something funny right now, <laughs> <laughs> Too much pressure. She can get it. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Uh, Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing Kingsman, The Secret Service, in preparation of the new release Kingsman that's coming out a few weeks later. And until next time, remember that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Maybe it's an alien's. I don't know. Good night. Peace.